0: name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. My beloved, this is the first Sunday of the blessed month of Kiech, And as we all know, the, this month of Kiech, the church prepares for or celebrates the incarnation of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in the fullness of time. Um, and during this month, the church reads for us the narrative of the incarnation from Luke chapter 1. And this chapter is broken up into four parts. The first part we read today, which was the Annunciation of St. John the Baptist. The second part, which next week, will be the Annunciation of our Lord, the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ, St. Mary. The third will be the visit of, uh, of St. Mary to Elizabeth. And the last part will be the birth of John the Baptist. And then culminating in the Feast, of course, of the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Today we see that Elizabeth and Zacharias' his prayer was heard. However, this prayer, they were likely not expecting to be heard. And perhaps when the angel first began to speak and said, I came to tell you that your prayer is answered, it was something different. Maybe, and he says he was well advanced in age, but maybe he was praying for his back, or maybe he was praying for, you know, for him to complete his days in peace, certainly not to have a child. So when the angel told him this, he was not expecting this prayer to be answered. And they were somewhat blind to the blessings of God that God was bestowing on them. All of these years, perhaps they asked for this child 50 years ago, in all of these years, God was blessing them, preparing them uh, to receive John the Baptist. Sometimes in our life, my beloved, there are certain blessings that God bestows upon us that we are blind to. Or we don't really um, take the time to appreciate and to think about and to recognize and to thank Him for. I'd like to speak about maybe some of the blessings that God gives us in our life that perhaps I might be blind to. And I'll mention just a few. And each of us can think for ourselves, you know, for the rest of this day and the rest of this uh, blessed fast, to think about the blessings that God has given us. After all, this month is a month of blessing and uh, although we're fasting, but it's a festive fast. All the hymns are, you know, kind of this uh, joyous kind of tune, and even the praises um, because we are praising all of God's blessings uh, that He has given us, of course, uh, beginning with our salvation. The first blessing, perhaps, that we might be blind to is his eternal remembrance, his eternal remembrance. Meaning what? That God doesn't forget as you and I forget. Maybe when somebody gives you a gift or something, you know, we thank them and we say we appreciate it. But maybe if I asked you who gave you this or did you remember receiving this from someone 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago, we would not remember. But God has an eternal remembrance. Look what He tells His disciples. He says, whoever gives one of these little ones only a cup of cold water in the name of a disciple, assuredly I say to you, he shall by no means lose his reward. So the Lord even remembers the cup of cold water that you give to someone. And God's remembrance is eternal. And He says that our reward will be in heaven, right? So many years from now, God give us all long life, many years from now when we go to the kingdom of heaven, all of these things will be remembered and will be given to us. He will remember all the times we stood in praise, those who attended with us yesterday evening until the end the labor maybe that we stayed to stay a little bit longer, the times maybe that I was tired and didn't want to pray and I pushed myself to stand up and pray, or the times that I was tired, or the times that I was stressed and I needed to study for an exam and I opened the Holy Scripture and I read Scripture despite the things that, were, um, that I needed to do. All of these things He remembers and He provides for us this reward in His kingdom. All the times where we are challenged to obey His commandments. We have peer pressure and we have different pressures around us to do and say and follow in certain ways. And when we step up against these in obedience to the Lord's commandments, He doesn't forget this obedience to Him because His uh, His memory is eternal. He uh, He remembers everything and never forgets. The sacrifices we make for Him, all of these things, my beloved, He doesn't forget. If you paid attention to the Gospels of Matins and Vespers yesterday evening, both of these give you, give us nice examples. In Vespers last, uh, last night was the, the passage where the woman who had the costly, oint, the costly fragrant spikenard ointment worth 300 denarii and she poured it on the Lord's head. And he commended her and said she did this as a memorial for me. He said, the poor you have always when the disciples saw this and said what a waste. And he said, "The poor you have always, and that you can they, uh, you can serve them always. But me, you don't have." She did a good thing, and look how he ends the, this passage. He says, "Assuredly, I say to whoever wherever whoever this gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will be uh, told as a memorial to her." So now, when we read this passage every time, we remember this woman who poured this costly ointment. So, the Lord is saying, "What that the gift that she offered, I will never forget it, and I'll give you just a sample, and I'll let." The whole world, every time they read the Gospel, they read this passage. Mind you, this Gospel is written by who? This one, The one that was written was written by St. Mark, right? So it wasn't the Lord who wrote it. But He has said that this will be recorded in the Gospel and you will read it anytime you read Scripture. So that way what we know that the person who gives to the Lord, his, he will never be forgotten. Always in the Lord's memory. The same with the woman who gave the two mites, which was this morning's Gospel. You know again the Lord looked at his disciples and praised this woman she put two mites not because it was a lot of money but because she gave even in her poverty she gave out of necessity this could have been my food but I'm giving it you know to the Lord and he praised her for it and we were, again we were one of these uh this is one of these stories we read every time we read the gospel of St Mark his eternal remembrance the second perhaps blessing that we might be blind to is His unseen protection. You know, all of us, we might see the temptations that are in front of us and we're troubled by them and we're struggling against them. But have you ever thought to consider how many of the times the devil wanted to tempt us in a certain way and the Lord prevented him from doing this? Yes, this happens. Not only to the righteous, not only to ones like Job, but to each and every one of us as well. Right? Look what it said to Job when Satan wanted to tempt Job. The Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he has uh, in his uh, power, all that he has is in your power, only do not lay a hand on his person. So he set for him a limit. Satan wanted to try him and test him all the way and touch his person, touch his soul. And the Lord said, No, don't touch it. Many times, my beloved, the Lord knows our weakness and he says, Okay, you can test him in this, but don't go past this. He sets this limit. So there are many of these kind of warfare that happens behind the scene that we don't recognize or we don't even maybe think about to give thanks to God for. This is a great blessing that He has given us. There is also a tradition in the uh, early Jewish tradition that St. Jude recorded for us. At the time of the death of Moses, after he died, what happened with his body. St. Jude tells us, Yet Michael the archangel in contention with the devil when he disputed about the body of Moses, dared not bring against him a reviling accusation, but said, The Lord rebuke you. So after the death of Moses, there was this contention. The devil wanted to take the body of Moses, to put it before the people, so the people can worship the body of Moses. And then, you know, Archangel Michael said, No, we will hide the body of Moses. So this all happened behind the scenes. No one knew about this. The only person who wrote, uh, wrote this for us is St. Jude. So again, there is a lot of warfare that happens behind the scene. We need to thank God for His unseen protection, when He protects us even when we may not even know it. <clears throat> it's like a child who's very young. They don't know um, how much the parent does to protect them. The child can be playing outside uh, in the front yard, and the parent's outside. What's the parent's primary you know, concern? That the child doesn't run into the street. The kid has no idea that this is what's in the parent's mind. But the parent is keen. When the cars are, he hears a car, she hears a car, they're, stand close to the child. But the child has no idea. Maybe perhaps when they get older and they experience, they understand. But there are many blessings and many times that the Lord is protecting us and we don't realize it. Another blessing that perhaps we're blind to is his patience with us, especially in our sin. You know, we often come and we repent of the same sin and we confess the same sins over and over again. And He forgives us. And how do we know He forgives us all the time? Well, when one of the disciples, when Peter came to the Lord and said, you know, how often should we forgive someone who sins against us in a day? And the Lord said, you should forgive him seventy times, seven times a day. So some, the same person came comes and does something against you, 70 times 7, you forgive them 70 times 7. Meaning what? This is limitless. This is limitless. And the Lord's forgiveness is limitless to those who repent. And again, we ought to give thanks to this great blessing that every time we sin, we can come back knowing and reassured of the Lord's forgiveness. How about He's patient with me and my slow and like snail's pace growth in my spiritual life? take very small baby steps. We might excel in our career very fast and we're very keen to this, but maybe in our spiritual life we take baby steps, but yet the Lord is still patient. There was a time when St. Paul was writing to the Hebrews and he was rebuking them for this kind of slow growth. And he said, For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. You have come to need milk and not solid food. So St. Paul is rebuking them that by now you should be teachers, but you're still now like babes. You should be maturing. So he sets for them the expectation. And maybe this is the expectation for us. But in the midst of all of this, the Lord is still patient. He never said, you know what, I'm not going to give you any more milk. No, I'll give you milk until you're of age so you can have the solid food. He's patient as we grow slowly. He's also patient with us when we stray. Remember the parable of the lost son? We see that the father was you know waiting outside of his house in eager expectation for his son to return, never losing hope that his son would return and we saw him a great way off as soon as he began to come. he ran to him and embraced him and kissed him. When we go astray, he is patient with us in our return. Another gift that we're perhaps blind to is the gifts beyond my recognition. The things perhaps that we maybe take for granted. Our health. God gave us, you know, two hands, two feet. Our mind, a sound mind. He gave us a family. He gave us a a father and a mother. There are many people or many children who don't have a father and a mother in the home. And we have perhaps these. Functioning senses. Our eyes, our ears. Again these are maybe things we take for granted but these are blessings from the lord and maybe we don't think of them until we see some somebody without them or until we're sick and we can't use these senses and then we realize the great blessing that we have when we have these senses how about the ability to sleep at night many people can't sleep at night in the story of job when he was being tried and he was going through his suffering he said of this look what he said he says when i lay down i say when shall i arise and the night be ended for I have had my fill of tossing till dawn so he tossed and turned because of the sores on his body he couldn't sleep and we have a bed to sleep in and a home to sleep in many blessings that perhaps we take for granted we have a church there are many people who live in rural areas who do not have a church to pray in or they have a priest come every once a month or once every two months and this is it and this is the only exposure they have to the word of God and we have the church, thank God, around us, and we come over and over again many times a week. This is a great blessing. And, but sometimes we take it for granted. All of these would seem to be normal and customary. And perhaps we maybe even feel entitled to them now. We feel like, you know what, this is what the church should be doing. And this is what so the servants should be doing. We begin to have this entitled mentality, this is now our right. And if it's not given to us, we need to protest, we need to say something. Go ask somebody who lives in a rural area who doesn't have anything and ask them, do you feel entitled? They'll say no. If somebody just comes and pays Vespers, we will all show up. And you'll find in these small communities, in Vespers, you'll find everybody in the church coming to pay Vespers. But then when we come to the larger churches, you can count them on our hands. Maybe we just take it for granted. I'll remind you a few years ago during COVID, when we had to sign up, You know, it was the greatest number of people attended Vespers in maybe the history of the church. Why? Because it was deprived. We realized the blessing we had when it was taken from us. I think sometimes the problem is we focus on what's missing rather than what we have. And this is the bottom line. Let's look at the blessings that God has given us and not what we are missing. Not what we are missing. Lastly, um... Uh, maybe a blessing that we're blind to is the unveiled access to paradise. <clears throat> maybe again because we don't see paradise and we don't see heaven, and maybe we even forget uh, that it's there and how to get there because we don't see the kingdom of heaven, nor do we readily engage uh, physically with those who are in heaven. Our forefathers in the Old Testament era were not privileged to the open paradise even how regardless of how righteous they were, they were confined to Hades, and they couldn't you know go anywhere and when they saw the Lord and his coming, they rejoiced and this is what the Lord told us about Abraham. He says to the Jews, "Your father Abraham rejoiced that he uh, was to see my day. He saw it and was glad. So Abraham saw the day of the Lord, and he was glad. why Because now the gates of paradise will be opened soon." Abraham might say, in our days it was closed, regardless of how righteous you were. You were confined to Hades. But now we're able to enter into paradise directly. Zacharias, my beloved, and Elizabeth received the greatest of blessings in their son John the Baptist. The one perhaps they prayed for 50 years ago. They wouldn't have dreamt of having to be parents of the forerunner. We have many blessings in our life that perhaps we underestimate and we are blind to. Let us during this fast and during this time of joy and rejoicing, celebrating the Incarnation and all the blessings of the Lord, reflect on all the blessings that perhaps we have um, underestimated or taken for granted and give thanks to the Lord for Him during these blessed days. To God be the glory forever and ever. Amen.